Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes that they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, here again with my co-host, Patty Marbury. Hi. Hey, Patty. Today we're talking about um, something that has been on our mind in various ways for a while, which is organization. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and reading a lot of stuff, and Patty has too, um, about various methods for getting organized. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, here in UVA Finance, um, lean thinking yeah. and continuous improvement is a big part of what we do. And um, our colleague Jack Jensen just gave a nice um, lean and daily work seminar that I attended, and I got some good tips from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, organization has been on our minds. And as November turns into December and the new year is upon mm-hmm. us and we all pledge to get more organized. I'm sure if it's not on your mind right now, it will be at some point mm-hmm. as you get a fresh day planner and clean up your desk here at the end of uh, December, maybe when things slow down a little bit. It's going to be on your mind. So we thought now would be a good time before the big crush of um, self-improvement thoughts <laughs> way down upon you to start thinking about just a few tips um, and a few interesting things to keep in mind about organization and we may dabble a little bit in the personal part of organization as well as your work life because they kind of they're not very strictly divided categories and generally when you feel more organized in one space you're more organized in the other space as well. Mm-hmm. So those are good things to keep in mind. And um, I would submit, as, as I, I wrote down t- uh, things that we wanted to talk about, and you and I brainstormed, um, I s- thought about how one of the biggest obstacles to being organized or to making forward progress or really to anything is that feeling of being overwhelmed. Yeah. And that manifests itself for me, at least, in um, like having a really long to-do list, but stopping and taking a half hour to an hour to um, clean up the house or to clean up my cubicle and like mm-hmm. put all the files away, get everything taken care of, and I jokingly call it like have a little come to Jesus, <laughs> because you can't do anything until like you feel like. Your general space is manageable. Well, especially if those, if that physical clutter or that physical, you know, those physical things around you are causing you yeah. to have your mind feel that same way. And they, people say, and I sometimes comfort myself with this from time to time, that, oh, people who are really creative can have messy workspaces and they thrive in that. And um, maybe that is so in a way, but in a very real way, it, contributes to that overall feeling of being overwhelmed, not knowing what you have to do next, not knowing where you find the information to complete that next step. And a lot of what we're going to talk about today, when I look at the this list of things that we've discussed, it's about organizing next steps and identifying priorities 
And by the way, before we go any further, there's a lot of construction going on here oh, in yeah, Carruthers Hall. You hear a lot of banging yeah. and things like um, that. Yeah, I'm not like kicking Patty under the table or anything. <laughs> it's, it's just going to get kind of crazy from time to time, and we can't control that. But we're not going to complain because that's our workspace down there. I know. We're going to be moving down there. So anyway, um, it's a clutter in um, removing the swirl that can mm-hmm. some kind, sometimes physically and mentally encompass you is a big part of what we're going to be talking about today and the two are very tied together yeah because we were discussing how um uh sometimes you know you've all had these weeks where it's meeting after meeting after meeting and you take notes during the meeting or you get handouts or whatever and at the end of the day you have a pile of stuff from meetings and maybe your whole week is like that so at the end of the week you've got a pile of stuff and when you finally find yourself back at your desk it's just all kinds of stuff, and you know that out there there's like a jillion to-do items from those meetings, mm-hmm. but now you've got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And if you never take the time to capture those to-do items, those mm-hmm. next steps, and to make some priorities based on the to-dos that you have uh, pulled together, it's going to feel incredibly stressful and that swirl is going to exist in your head. Mm-hmm. And even if you think you're really good at mental organization, mm-hmm. having all those loose pieces rattling around your head will prevent you mm-hmm. from doing your best work on the things that you need to focus on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking about multitasking earlier. Oh, yeah. So this, <laughs> this morning, it's, so ne- neither Patty nor I are with this podcast stating that we're gurus at this. Um, I'm far from it. Yeah. I feel like I'm, you know. <laughs> but this morning, I was, I People thought People that of, know me well will yeah. laugh and will say, really? Yes, yeah. You're talking about Yeah, I hope my husband never hears this. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking about multitasking this morning. It's hard not to do it. And what we know, I mean, even from past podcasts we've done. Um, I think it was one of the great guests that we had from FEEP mm-hmm. was talking about how multitasking is actually physiologically impossible. Mm-hmm. You just, you unitask, but you switch back and forth, making you yeah. incredibly inefficient in anything you do. Yeah. This morning I was trying to do a task that was very detail-oriented um, and hard for me because it's not my natural comfort zone. We're putting together the annual financial report, and I was working um, on just basically putting numbers mm-hmm. into the layout of the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not good at numbers anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is very detailed. And my email kept dinging. And it was it was things that I needed to actually attend to because somebody was depending on me for something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have been a little better about this. Yeah. But just that act of switching back and forth and then having to refine my place in all these tiny little numbers and refine the line that I was on mm-hmm. and, like, reorient myself to this whole process yeah. it was an incredible inefficiency and time suck right and then my head was everywhere and I didn't move through the task as quickly as I could have if I had just given myself 30 minutes to finish the thing then respond to everybody nobody would have died right <laughs> I don't think yeah there's a great quote that says um, multitasking is the opportunity to screw up more than one thing at a time. <laughs> That's that. I don't know who said it. If oh. anybody out there knows who said that or they can correct me on the exact quote, let us know. But that's exactly right. It's like you're not doing either thing really, really well. And we're not talking about multitasking like things that don't really matter if you do either thing really well. So like watching TV and folding laundry. 
Right. That's fine. Yeah. Because your laundry doesn't need to be perfectly folded and doesn't require, hello. Um, <laughs> Jackhammering in the distance. <laughs> doesn't require your full attention and neither does the watching TV. Right. Uh, depending on what show you're watching, right? You know, yeah. So wouldn't, you know, a show that needs a lot of attention probably don't even want to be folding laundry. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's those kinds of things that... That this is really loud. <laughs> it's really going to be able to hear us. So we're going to have to speak really loud. Okay? Yeah, we'll speak really loudly, and you can just giggle with us and know that it's uh, the irony of us talking about multitasking and uh, focus while we're recording this podcast. Yeah. So one anyway, day we might have our own recording. Things today. that require your attention, don't try to do more than one thing at a time. Yeah, that's a big organizational strategy that it's part of prioritization that can really make yeah. a big difference in just that the way that you feel about all your tasks because again i would say that there is a real psychological part yeah. of being organized if you get too flustered because you're multitasking because you're not prioritizing because you can't focus then that has a direct impact on the organization that you yeah. bring to your work i mean i i am tr- a trainer and so my my work life is spent, um, or has been. I, I do less of the stand up in front of a room now than I used to. Um, people, a lot of people on our team do that now. But and now she just like records in front of. <laughs> now I just do podcasts. Yeah. No. Um, so, but one of the things that we've often seen, especially with as technology has grown more and more, and people have their mobile technology and whatever is people in the class, you know, they're in the class, and they're on the computer. Yeah. And they're not taking notes. I mean, some sometimes people may be. But it's like, are they really paying attention to what's going on? Are they really yeah. engaging in the class? And or are they really engaging in their email? Or they may be doing one or the other, but they're not doing both. They're not doing both, and they're doing none of it justice. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. Like, and, and I know we've all had that moment where you kind of you've been in a meeting you're answering an email and all of a sudden you come back to focus on the meeting and you realize you have no idea what they're talking about you realize somebody just asked you a question yeah i've had oh can you can you repeat that or you're like yeah yeah sure yeah, shoot. I, <laughs> yeah i'd say that's right that. yeah um and we've all done that but you think about those times and you realize how farcical it is to think that you were multitasking you were not you were physically present in a space doing something else and you lost (laughs) that moment so so it's just like being be in the moment whatever that moment is i feel like we're jumping ahead to a podcast that i I, we are going to record fairly soon with um tanya Rahman on meeting etiquette oh okay that gets a little bit into this territory so okay Look for that one coming up soon. So we won't get too heavy into that. But um, the as we were talking about this, there were some basic things that we identified as good things to keep in mind. And are we going to give you, like, some kind of strategy to follow today? Like some, oh, the, the, yeah. the bullet journal method, the whatever. No. Just some ideas. Some ideas. And there are great things that you can and should check out. And actually, part of what we're doing with this um, podcast, I think we may make this into a series, mm-hmm. is we're going to ask you for your suggestions, mm-hmm. things that have worked for you, little tips and tricks you've learned, or mm-hmm. maybe a method that you followed. Because one of the big points that we wanted to get across today is there are some basic things 
that you we can suggest that are have worked for us and generally yeah. do help but that it is all about finding something that works for you yeah some people live and die by a um notebook that they carry with them that has a calendar in it and it's mm-hmm. like that one physical piece that guides mm-hmm. their lives it's their bible mm-hmm. um some of us are tied to our cell phones or other devices um we or it's a mix of the two yeah uh, i'm a mixed girl and i think you are too <laughs> yeah Make, but the thing about it is making sure you pick what pick what works for you and what you will sustain yeah what you will sustain and like you said sometimes you think it might work and then it doesn't what you said earlier when we were talking about when we were doing our prep work for this yeah. podcast what you were saying about sometimes it doesn't you think it's going to work and you think it's a good solution and then you find that it's not really and so you might need to tweak it or change it if yeah. it's not working for you yeah so. and, and there's some i think too it's it's good to re- realize that there are some organizational strategies that work for seasons in your life and that mm-hmm. may become outdated um, in I was always a paper planner girl. I love having a paper planner. Mm-hmm. I still have a paper planner, and it has stickers in it and glitter gel ink. And I don't care who knows it. <laughs> <laughs> but I get a lot of pleasure from that, number one. And number two, um, the, the, I, the act of codifying that stuff does yeah. something for me to like ingrain right. it into my mind. Right. I use it a little to prioritize for the day, even though I am a total nerd for Trello and Planner and mm-hmm. all of those tools that will push a notification to my phone and help me to keep like, track of things. Yeah, keep track yeah. of things and like in that Kanban kind of sense, visually mm-hmm. see it all. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, we are not here to say yeah. there is one way to do this. But well, like to your point, get something that works and something you like. So yeah. if it's a journal yeah. and, and you're somebody who really likes the feel of a leather journal, mm-hmm. go invest in a leather journal. Make it something that is something that you enjoy and makes you feel good. It sounds really touchy-feely and... Maybe weird, but but the if, uh, but the if you're not going to use it if it's something that exactly you if that you don't like if you don't like it you're not going to use it and the idea here is that you're going to have to repeat this a long time for it to become a habit and for yeah. you to really see the benefits mm-hmm. of this yeah it takes a while to employ a strategy like this and to consistently execute it yeah. so that you it becomes a habit and it's not even something that you have to think about anymore. One thing you know I'll ask you what you think of this because I actually kind of struggle with this so what are your thoughts about um if you do have a place where you're keeping your tasks or meeting notes or thinking um some people use one book for everything so they use like a it doesn't matter what it is a spiral notebook or um or one note on your computer one note on your computer um or whatever it is or some people or a planner where you keep Mm -hmm. notes in that's what I'm trying right now is mm-hmm. using my planner to kind of keep notes when I go to a meeting. I keep notes based on the meeting for that time period in my planner itself. Not sure that's going to work for me, but um, I'm giving it a shot. I did that one time. Um, <laughs> it was a thing I tried for a while. But, or um, what are your, so what are your thoughts on that versus having a separate kind of notebook, maybe color-coded or something like that, if you're taking physical notes um, so you'd have a separate one for each like project or thing. Do you have thoughts on that? I have done it both ways, honestly, mm-hmm. and I think it has worked 
better in some work environments than it has others and it has worked better for me in some like versions of myself like where I was in that place Mm -hmm. Um, I think it really just depends and I'm betting that a lot of our listening audience has tried different things Mm -hmm. and I've actually had colleagues um, who said oh I brought my wrong notebook and that's the only thing that I, I would say about it is like it does, to me, it increases the chance that you won't have what you need mm-hmm. when you arrive at a place or that if unexpected things crop up that you're not going to be fully prepared. Um, so I like myself, just myself. And, you know, again, we're going to extend the invitation for um, our listeners to talk back to us on this. So I'd love to hear our listeners' thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. But for myself, I prefer that consolidated thing and then... Um, after the action has ta- been taken on it and I, it needs to more like enter record, mm-hmm. then it, I put it in a place where it physically lives separately. Like a lot of my notebooks have ripped out pages in them because mm-hmm. like they've made their way into a file folder. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, if, if I take the, if there's nothing but action items on them and I put the action items into planner or into my phone or whatever, mm-hmm. actually, I sync that, so it's both. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But um, so after the action items are gone, like I just the page lives in there, and I never look at it again. Okay. But yeah, I think it if you have it in one space that is easily transportable, whether it's your notebook that's always with you, and then I've done the thing where I get a new notebook and I label the dates mm-hmm. that are in the notebook that I just finished. So if mm-hmm. I need to refer back to that, like I know about when that was. Mm-hmm. I prefer the one source. Yeah, what I struggle with is having one notebook, and then I I think about, well, maybe I could get one of those big spiral notebooks that college students have for classes that has, like, five different sections, and I can use each section for a different project. That's great. But then you go to a meeting, and they hand out stuff. Yep. And where does that stuff go? Yep. Then so then you have a notebook and a folder. Yep. And so you have to keep track of both of those things. And, and I'm so. gonna be totally like honest and just keep it real and say I'm a sucker for a new notebook. So the idea that I'm gonna keep one notebook and use one notebook for one thing is a little hard because I'm like, oh look. It's a new <laughs> yeah, a new notebook. It's fresh and clean and it has narwhals on the front or whatever. So <laughs> I like that. That looks good. Um, so anyway. We, we talked about repetition. We talked about, like, keeping things in an organization strategy that mm-hmm. will work for you. Yeah. So, so I think to wrap up this, like, yeah. little discussion, I feel like, obviously, we're not the experts, but some things that Brandy's found that, that work for you, um, and then some things I'm trying out that work for me, others of you might have other ideas that work really well for you. And so... To your point earlier, we'd like to hear about those. So, so, you know, for my part, the thing that you made this point earlier before we started talking, to avoid, like, having to retouch things. Oh, right. And yeah. to avoid repetition. And so whatever it is that you do, like, there is some pleasure that I think we all get in. I'm laughing here because the whole room is actually shaking. I'm yeah. Like, I, think, I feel like there's an earthquake happening, but go ahead. Go ahead. The universe is trying to tell us that we don't need to have this discussion, but we are forging ahead and on it. Um, the idea of repetition and retouch, like, whatever, there's some pleasure that we all get in, um kind of organizing our stuff like okay here are all my meeting notes and I'm going to 
go through now and file all these and do all this. But at a certain point, that becomes untenable. That's the kind of thing that you, at the beginning of the year, say, okay, I've got my notebook for this, 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 and this. And at the end of the week, I'm going to go in and I'm going to like transcribe my notes and put them in a file about that topic. That may work for a while, but you're going to get too busy for that or mm-hmm. you're not going to stick with it because it's a lot of hook, hook em. Plus, you don't only have those things in that file. You yeah. also have emails about yeah. them. Yeah. And you also have meeting invitations that have notes in them and notes maybe in other places. So, yes. So yeah. like having to rework stuff over and over and over again. We were talking about this in terms of your household life. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I do full, I do laundry all weekend, it feels like. All weekend, <laughs> tiny little socks, well, and I know, and they're both just disgusting. Um, so all this stuff, workouts, sweaty clothes, and everything. I do the laundry, and I, but I get it all folded and put away on Sunday usually. Mm-hmm. And I've got two little daughters, and one has swim on Friday, ballet on Thursday, and usually ballet on Saturday too. She's gonna be in the nutcracker. So. <laughs> Anyway, so like all the little the little clothing that goes with this, don't I don't take that stuff up and put it in her closet because number one that thing is like a black hole, and number two, I know that on Thursday I'm going to have to come in really quickly, get her into her ballet clothes, and get her back out the door to go to yeah. class. We don't need to go upstairs and screw around and try. That was improper, but anyway, try to try to find all the the tights and leotard right. and everything, and keep it in the mudroom, just inside the door. Right. And my husband doesn't like this, but I'm like, you you should like this because even though there are pink tights everywhere, well not everywhere, pink tights snuggled in this one little corner, it keeps everybody sane. And same with the the um, s- swimsuit and the towel that yeah, I right. that I fold in the basement. So, I bring so it up, drop it once. Yeah, you're, drop it off there by the door so yeah, it's ready. You're folding it or rolling it up or whatever you do with the towels and yeah. stuff. And then you put it in one place where you're going to be able to find it. Yeah. yeah. And that, we talked about that with, um, in the Lean and Daily Work class. It was really simple stuff. I mean, none of this is reinventing the wheel, but mm-hmm. just putting things that you use often close to you, clearing away things that you don't use often away from yeah. your, your immediate space. They're kind of all like, some of that's like a little feng shui type stuff, like yeah. keeping the right energy in your workspace. Yeah. But the other thing um, that I have found as a, it's kind of a corollary to this, this a massive life lesson and great tip for myself is no matter if it's from paper notes, a conversation, um, notes that I've taken online in a meeting or emails that I've gotten, at like as immediately as I can when an action item is identified, Mm-hmm. I try to capture that next step. Like, what do I have to do next for this? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's going to involve an, out, involve an outside action. Like, sometimes just the fact that the email sits there, that I know I need to answer it. Like, answering that email is the next step. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not making this exhaustive here. But if there, and there are lots of books and theories that surround this idea. One is uh, the art of getting things done. Yeah, getting getting things done. The book I'll, by David yeah, Allen. I'll yeah. link it in the show notes. It's really good. I um, mean, it's one that you can modify and just take pieces from too. I think. Yeah. And one piece that I have found incredibly valuable to me is 
capturing those next steps Mm -hmm. so that it's not swirling around in your head. You don't have that weird feeling like you're missing something and you can incorporate that next step into any of your organization and planning. Yeah, put it in your planner, put it in whatever. Yeah, and like when you're identifying the things that are going to be a priority for you, you're factoring in that thing that you just got told to do in a team meeting or the thing that you have to, the The, piece of that that you're responsible for. Yeah, the one thing I love about that and how he just, how David Allen describes it in that book, Getting Things Done, is um, that when you get that next step out of your head and onto a piece of paper, it's not occupying that space in your brain anymore. And so... Disorganization takes up like gigabytes or whatever of your brain power. So it's doing two things. One, you're not going to forget about it later because it's actually somewhere else. But two, it's clearing Mm -hmm. the clutter from your brain. Yep. You're flushing the cash. Yeah, that's right. So I like that idea a lot. And that's partly why I started using the planner Yeah. for, in addition to my regular work calendar. And it sounds like double work. But for me, it's so that it's out of my brain. Yeah. And I think in that way, it's not necessarily that that's double work. I think they're serving different functions. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. We always say this, audience, I'm sorry. You can clearly tell Audi- uh, Patty and I spend a lot of time talking <laughs> about stuff, but we, we're always referring to, as we were talking before we were recording, but we're, we're just trying to be uh, focused for you. <laughs> but when there's something about the act of writing something down in your planner. Yeah. Like it does a, a different organizational task if you're – I guess if your mind is organized yeah. like ours is, that there's something about writing it down that puts it into your head. And if you are a to-do list person, um, I love Trello and I love Planner and I do organize my tasks in Trello and Planner. I like that visual mm-hmm. representation. I like that Planner in Office 365 sends me a sometimes harassing and accusatory daily email about all the things that are coming up or late. <laughs> but I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. It keeps me on track. But um, I still put it in my planner and I still, like on the, my daily planner, will come in and look at what I have for the day on my computer and look at my planner. And I'll write down two or three things that are like must-haves for the day. Yeah. And... If you're a to-do list person and you write a paper to-do list, mm-hmm. I was a paper to-do list girl, gosh, even up until like three months ago. Yeah. Um, but if you, I will say this for paper to-do lists, when you have to take the physical action, I'm making action motions like I'm writing something. I wish you could <laughs> see the ridiculous hand flapping that's going on. Um, when you move, you know, you have to condense it from time to time with all the stuff that you scratched off yeah. and all the new stuff. you got to move it over to a new clean, fresh list, maybe at the start of the week or a new month or whatever. When you have to transcribe those tasks that you haven't gotten done over to the new list, you think about, is this still something? Yeah. Like, do I need, or is this a different thing now? Like, what sounded like a good idea to do this time last week or last month, is that still what I need to think yeah. about? or? Is that something different? Whereas I think it's really easy. I think about Trello. You move a little card or a planner. You change the date if you didn't get it done. So it's easy to do that in those electronic systems. But there is something to be said for when you move it over in writing and you have to think. There's a little moment of friction where you're like, ooh. Yeah, and David Allen talks about that. I like that term. The little moment of friction. Just, and do I need to write this down? Like, Well, it brings it back into your mind of, okay, where is it? 
now? Yeah. Is it, does it require yet another action, a next step? Or have or, I learned something in the interim that makes right. this not even necessary? Right. Is or, it trash now? Yeah. Like, can I just get rid of it? And that's great too, because then right. you can just like, yeah, maybe just write it down again and cross it off. <laughs> or, you know, he talks about the whole like do it, delegate, yeah. defer it thing. Yeah. And so it, it brings it back into your mind to should you do it then? Should you delegate it, give it to somebody else to do or ask, you know, see if you're, maybe you're not the right person to do whatever it is. And then, or defer it. Um, and he talks about do it, and I've heard this from lots of people, not just from reading that book, getting things done, but um, if it's a quick thing, yep, two minutes or yep. less, he and others recommend that you just do it. Yeah, and we talked about done. this in our candy. <laughs> Oh, did podcast. Yeah, remember. it was so long ago. <laughs> when we were on it such was, a sugar high, we don't even know it what was we a said. Week ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if you do it now, not only does it get it off your plate and it re- removes that like psychological burden of it to know mm-hmm. you have that little thing to do. Yeah, it clears everything up and it also gives you that great rush of momentum that okay, I'm getting things done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've talked just to recap for a second because we're kind of heading into about a half an hour here and the jackhammering and power drilling seems not to be lessening. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we've talked about choosing something that works for you. Know that you're going to need to customize it. Um, there's an expectation that it's not one size fits all, that mm-hmm. there are strategies and things that you can incorporate into your routine um, that will work for you. And we'll link to some of those things um, in the show notes, like the get it done and bullet journaling and a few other mm-hmm. little methods and some resources that we thought were cool. But also, you're going to need to expect that you have to repeat this until it becomes habit. It's not. It uh-huh. may not be natural or easy. You may have yeah. to really plug away at it for a while before it becomes natural to you. Um, we want to avoid retouch and repetition of tasks as mm-hmm. much as you possibly can. Don't yeah. multitask. Mm-hmm. Do not multitask. There is no such thing as multitasking, and there's only crappy unitasking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that we have talked about the idea of capturing next steps to mm-hmm. get the clutter out of your brain and you so you can prioritize. Um, we talked a little bit about things like color coding. Um, yeah. Can I can I mention one thing? Yeah, about sure. That? Um, I, somewhere I was reading some something about establishing a filing system, and color coding is great and all of that. And you can use color coding for lots of different things, um, whether they be different projects have different codes. Or I put different um, entries in my daily planner in different colors of glitter gel ink based on what the task is yeah so there's that <laughs> so there's that yeah does finance pay for your glitter gel ink? they That's do not they don't topic. okay they don't all right good wish good. i had some of those fruity smelling <laughs> so um but some people use like the red, yellow, green, yeah. you know, kinds yeah. of things to determine that. Well, I mean, that's a very Kanban-y thing, right? Like, yeah. With a different so, color posting notes. So you use a color coding if that works for you and whatever. I think it's great. I have not been successful, but mainly because I really haven't tried. But, but, uh, <laughs> Real talk, so, folks. Um, but another thing that, that, I, that came to my mind was they were talking about establishing filing systems and things mm-hmm. like that. And so I think color coding is great for that. But one of the things I read was... Um, create a master document of all your files. And one thing I think that's really great about doing that is that then you have um, a list. It sounds redundant, but you have a list of what all your files are. And the reason I think that this is brilliant, sounds simple, is that recently I've been cleaning out my filing cabinets because I was reading Getting Things Done. Mm -hmm. I was reading that book and it gave me like this 
this inspirational moment yep. of pulling all of my files out of my she file. She had to come to Jesus with yes. her filing cabinet. And so my files sat on my desk for a little while before I just shoved them back into the drawer, to be honest with you. But, but, um, but creating a master document, what I found was I had multiple yep. files for the same thing. Yeah, been there, so done that. So I had like three or four. And the reason why is because I was like, oh, I don't think I have a file for this. Yep. And so I'd create another file. And so I'd have three different files for the same Or when the, the department that you're working with keeps changing its name. I'm looking at you, a comptroller, controller, financial operations <laughs> department. Right. So a file for every one of those. So <laughs> creating it. So it would be awesome to have a master document because then you can look and see, Do I oh, I already this? have yeah. this. And then you can go find that and keep them in an alphabetical order or whatever yeah. order you know, works for you. But um, anyway, so that's I've, just a tip. I'm going to throw in there too, like as, as we kind of wrap this all up, the idea that, um, you know, we've, we've joked about this, like you have this moment where you're like, ah, everything's out of hand. I've got to clean my desk off before I can move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that happens. Like you have busy days, busy weeks, busy months. Like things are going to get a little crazy and more than you can handle and you've got to stop and take control yeah but I'm a big fan and I have learned um, to become more comfortable with this as I've gotten older just the beauty of incremental tidying you are not going to get it all done at once Mm -hmm. like even when it comes to my house I used to be the clean the house once a week type Mm -hmm. person and that gets overwhelming after a Mm -hmm. while but the the mess gets overwhelming too so I've become a dedicated incremental tidier when it comes to my desk and my house and mm-hmm. my bathroom with all the potty training children in it. <laughs> that you know, you may not be able to get to everything, but keep the keep a little thing a cleaner underneath the sink where you can wipe things down real quick if you notice that there's like toothpaste spray all over the mirror. Just wipe it off real quick. It's it clears that one little thing off makes that one little thing a little bit better. Like straighten up your files when you come before you leave in the morning, so that before you leave in the morning, what kind of world do we live in? Before you leave in the evening, so that when you come in, like you've got your your stuff kind of straight. Mm-hmm. Everything may not be perfect, but just try not to leave. Yeah, in the I also mess. really love the idea of doing things like um, I've heard different strategies of cleaning up, um, which is pick up 20 th- things yep. or throw away 20 th- yes, things. Yes, just having fewer things. If you have yeah. 10 minutes before your next meeting and you don't really have time to get yep. into a new project, go and delete 20 emails. Yes. Or, or Yeah, know, organize your inbox. Yeah. Just like going through every once in a while, like when I have a few minutes and mm-hmm. I use my, e- my email inbox to cue me to action on some things and like go through and... Find those emails that I've totally taken care of. I just haven't had time yeah. to delete it. Get those things cleared out. Take care of that. But then you're talking to somebody that has a huge inbox with all kinds of junk. So Does not compute, stuff Patty. I've got to do myself. But well, so we've talked about a lot of things here. I feel like we've just touched the tip of the iceberg, and there's and lots. Now it's quiet. Yeah, now it's quiet. So naturally, <laughs> it's a good time to stop. Um, now, so now we're going to um, wrap up the conversation for today, but definitely invite you um, to be a part of maybe a second conversation about organization. Um, what's worked for you? Especially since we all work in, I mean, not, 
not just UVA finance people listen to this podcast, <laughs> but a lot of us work here in UVA finance. We work yeah. at UVA. And um, here comes the drilling. But we have sets of tools that um, we share, like Office 365, mm-hmm. um, that have definitely, for me, you know, I've adopted that more than I might have because I know my colleagues are using it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, t- t- talk back to us. Tell us about the things that have worked for you, um, the simple things, the big things, the books that you've read on the subject that you've liked, the methods that you enjoy, um, whatever it is. We'd love to incorporate those ideas on a part two. So don't mind if you email those to us or if you um, comment uh, on the blog or in the the wherever you, you hear or listen to this or see information about it, just talk back to us. Um, you can also email Patty or myself. You can tweet to us. Um, we're always glad to hear from the listening audience and to incorporate your ideas that you have for podcast material. So for now, that's all from us and our team of um, workers down in the floor below us. God bless y'all. <laughs> And until next time, do good work, stay organized, because what you're doing matters.